Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is Wednesday of the sixth week of Easter. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, O Lord, that as we celebrate in mystery the solemnities of your Son's resurrection, so too we may be worthy to rejoice at his coming with all the saints. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Paul's escort took him as far as Athens and went back with instructions for Silas and Timothy to rejoin Paul as soon as they could. So Paul stood before the whole council of the Areopagus and made this speech. Men of Athens, I have seen for myself how extremely scrupulous you are in all religious matters, because I noticed, as I strolled round admiring your sacred monuments, that you had an altar inscribed to an unknown god. Well, the god whom I proclaim is in fact the one whom you already worship without knowing it. Since the God who made the world and everything in it is himself Lord of heaven and earth, he does not make his home in shrines made by human hands, nor is he dependent on anything that human hands can do for him. Since he can never be in need of anything, on the contrary, it is he who gives everything, including life and breath, to everyone. From one single stock, He not only created the whole human race so that they could occupy the entire earth, but he decreed how long each nation should flourish and what the boundaries of the territory should be. And he did this so all that all nations might seek the deity and by feeling their way towards him. Succeed in finding him. Yet in fact he is not far from any of us, since it is in him that we live and move and exist as indeed some of your own writers have said, we are all his children. Since we are the children of God, we have no excuse for thinking that the deity looks like anything in gold, silver or stone that has been carved and designed by a man. God overlooked that sort of thing when men were ignorant, but now he is telling everyone everywhere that they must repent because he has fixed a day when the whole world will be judged and judged in righteousness. And he has appointed a man to be the judge 
and God has publicly proved this by raising this man from the dead. At this mention of rising from the dead, some of them burst out laughing. Others said, we would like to hear you talk about this again. After that, Paul left them, but there were some who attached themselves to him and became believers, among them Dionysus the Areopagite and a woman called Damaris and others besides. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his host. Heaven and earth are filled with your glory. All earth's kings and peoples, earth's princes and rulers, young men and maidens, old men together with children. Heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he alone is exalted. The splendor of his name reaches beyond heaven and earth. Heaven and earth are filled with your glory. He exalts the strength of his people. He is the praise of all his saints, of the sons of Israel, of the people to whom he comes to close. Heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Alleluia, alleluia. The Father will send you the Holy Spirit, says the Lord, to be with you forever. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, I have many things to say to you, but they would be too much for you now. But when the Spirit of truth comes, he will lead you to the complete truth. Since he will not be speaking as from himself, but will say only what he has learnt, and he will tell you of the things to come. He will glorify me, since all he tells you will be taken from what is mine. Everything the Father has is mine. That is why I said, all he tells you will be taken from what is mine. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So in the Gospel, the Lord continues to teach us about the role of the Holy Spirit that he's going to send upon the Apostles. He's going to depart, and returning to the Father, he is going to send the Holy Spirit. And so this is what we heard in the Gospel today, right? I still have many things to say to you, but they would be too much for you now. But when the Spirit of truth comes, he will lead you to the complete truth. Now, I think it's easy to kind of hold this text at arm's length and think, well, you know, Jesus is talking about the apostles and he's talking about the church in general. There's a lot that we all still need to learn and to understand about doctrine and morals and the teachings of the church and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, Jesus has taught the apostles and he has entrusted the unfolding of this teaching to the Holy Spirit. Now, fair enough, that's definitely in the text. But I think we also need to interpret these words in a much more personal way as well. That the Lord is saying to us, look, I've, I've still got many things to say to you that right now are just too much for you. And this, and this puts us in the position of being learners. We haven't got the whole picture yet. Now that gives us plenty of reason to be humble. We mustn't approach Jesus as if we know everything. 
And it's funny, whenever we read the Gospels and the disciples seem to think that they've got it all together, that's in fact the moment when they've most misunderstood what Jesus has said to them. And, you know, I think the same can be true for us as well, that we need to come to the Lord Jesus as ones who are ready to learn from the Master because there's still so much he has to tell us. And so the Lord gives us the promise of the Advocate, of the Spirit of Truth, who speaks from the same source from which Jesus speaks. You know, Christ has made it abundantly clear throughout the Gospel of John that when he speaks, he speaks the word of the Father. He speaks what the Father has given him to say. And now the Holy Spirit, which is coming upon the apostles, will speak from this same place, from this same source. He will glorify me since all he tells you will be taken from what is mine. And so the Holy Spirit leads us to a deeper understanding of the words of Christ, which are the words of the Father. I still have many things to say to you, says Jesus, but they would be too much for you now. I suspect you don't have to be a Christian for terribly long before you have some personal experience of having received a spiritual insight that you discover has been present all along, but which you've only just now discovered. Often, these kinds of truths are somewhat painful because it reveals something to us about our own weakness or the way we stand before others or before God. There's that rather startling moment when you discover that, in fact, a lot of your own piety and spiritual life is based on fear. Praying and behaving yourself so that you keep God happy, so that he doesn't do something nasty to you. It's not uncommon to suddenly get the realisation that our friendship with God is actually really just about us. About the kind of favours that God can do for us, or the kind of guarantee of security that he can give us. Sometimes we can get the painful realisation that much of our intentions have actually been driven by vanity. That so many of the good things that I do have behind them the secret desire to win the admiration of other people. Doesn't it happen from time to time that you discover the very thing that you despise most in other people is the very thing that you suffer from yourself? That the splinter in the other person's eye bothers you precisely because you have a plank in your own. And in these moments we discover that though the insight is new, the reality has been present all along. And that I've just come to this moment now in my life when I've been made capable of seeing what's been present all along. I think Jesus is telling us in the gospel today that, that that's the Holy Spirit doing that. I still have many things to say to you, but they would be too much for you now. How often do we find that in our own lives? But when the spirit of truth comes, he'll lead you to the complete truth. To help us to see what we're not yet capable of seeing or not yet willing to see. So I think as we're inching towards Pentecost, as we're looking particularly at the gift that the Holy Spirit is, to the church, let us embrace this aspect of the Holy Spirit and what he can accomplish in our lives to help us receive more fully the word which Jesus has spoken to us.
that we may allow ourselves to be led to the complete truth. So come, Holy Spirit, enlighten the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will, and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.